Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. A Dear Media original podcast. What is up? And welcome to Wine Face, where we're breaking down everything the experts know about wine in a fun, digestible, and accessible way because wine is for enjoying and wine is for everyone. I'm your host, Helen Johannesson from Helen's Wines in beautiful Los Angeles, California. And you know what? It is a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day to do a deep dive. And when we say deep dive, we're not going to go so deep so that it's not approachable. We're not snorkeling here. You know, we're okay. We're not scuba diving. Maybe we're snorkeling. I I don't want to scuba dive ever in my life. I'm more of a snorkel, stay on the surface, dive down. But scuba diving freaks me out. We are not talking about wine and scuba diving today, though, (laughs) even though... That would be amazing. What wine pairs well with Under the Sea? Today, we're doing a geek out deep dive about one of my favorite grapes that I feel like is kind of a geeky grape. It's kind of a sommelier grape or it's kind of like maybe like your parents' grape. I'm talking about Cabernet Franc. I think a lot of people have the wrong idea about Cabernet Franc. So, you know, hopefully this is we're going to do E True Hollywood Story Cab Franc. Why should we care? Why should we crave it? I think there's two types of Cab Franc, right? There's the Cabernet and Cab Franc is like the shortened version. The full name is Cabernet Franc. So you can just shorten it and say Cab Franc, which is what we say in the sommelier community, or as I like to say, Psalm community for the Cab Franc, right? We're shortening everything. But basically... There's the people who love a Cabernet Franc because they're really into Cabernet Francs that express in the funky barnyard fashion. So, you know, those people who are like, I love it when it's like horses manure and you're in like a stall and it's like cow pie and they're really leaning into that specific funk. And I, if you've had it, you've known you've had it. And this is not like the term, quote unquote, funky in the natural wine world that's taken a rise in the last five years where people are like, oh, yo, I want something funky, but really they want something fucked up. That's just my opinion. This is like the OG funk. This is like ever since I've started in wine, people are like, I want a dirty, funky wine. Cabernet Franc 
from certain parts of France. And we're going to get into where is Cabernet Franc from? What's the best spots? Where are we going this summer to take selfies with Cabernet Franc vines? No, I mean, I might be doing that and maybe you should too, because they're really cute little dark berries that are in tight clusters. But there is a sort of bacteria and the shortened name, we're all about shortened names today. The shortened name is Brett. Brett is short for Brettanomyces, and Brett is when there is that mm, barnyardy funk, you know, and that's just basically the bacteria doing its thing. And it's not necessarily a flaw. Some winemakers, especially winemakers who are working with Cabernet Franc, intentionally want a little bit of Brett. They want a little bit of that barnyard Franc, Funk and the barnyard Franc Funk. <laughs> Okay, just so we get it clear as why we needed to crack the whole nut open on Cabernet Franc is there's the people who are like already devoted because they're like, Cab Franc, be funky and take me to your leader. But then there's, you know, the other people like me who love Cabernet Franc for just the beautiful gem, tasty, lovely, ah, just delightful what red wine grape that it can be. So let's just say we're going to find the middle ground between those two. We're going to find the middle ground between those two extremes because you can have a little funk, but you can also have this amazing enigma of a grape that's raspberry, bramble, bell peppery with a side of crushed gravel when it is at its primo tip toppity top. Okay, I just I'm like I'm selling you Cab Franc on this infomercial about Cab Franc. No, I don't need to sell it because it sells itself, y'all, when you have the right one. And I just want to back up a minute. One really classic, tried and true telltale sign of a Cab Franc is this bell pepper note. It's a green pepper note. And it's not going to be the first thing maybe you taste. It sometimes is the first thing you smell. And it's not an affront. It's really kind of cool and vegetal in a great way and doesn't make the wine feel green to you. It just kind of adds this umami third prong of flavor that's cuddling up with the fruit and the dryness that kind of takes Cab Franc to the next level, mate. Um, And that's what we're all about. But Cab Franc is kind of a parent to two very famous wine kids. That's right. Cabernet Franc birthed Cabernet Sauvignon. What? One of the most widely liked red wine grapes around. And give it to me. Merlot, which, by the way, I love Merlot. So we were going to do a deep dive on Merlot sometime because I think people just don't know how good Merlot could be. So, yes. What it means when a grape is apparent to another grape, it means that it was growing and then it got crossed. In the case of Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc crossed with Sauvignon Blanc and the result was Cabernet Sauvignon. Isn't that so cool? So that's where you get caps off from. We're shortening everything today. Everything, everything. We're just dropping letters from words. So a short, brief little history about Cabernet Franc. It's believed that it was originally from the southwest of France, an area that back in the day was known as Libournay, which today we know as the right bank of Bordeaux. So southwest of France, we're in Bordeaux. Just quick sidebar on Bordeaux. The right bank is the area centered around the city of Libourne, which is why the region was called Libournay. And it's on the right 
bank of the Dordogne River. Okay. So when you're thinking about Bordeaux or you're talking about Bordeaux, it's all right bank, left bank politics. And basically, dependent on which side of the bank the grapes are growing is very different styles of Bordeaux wine. So that was just a little sidebar into Bordeaux, like aka left bank, a lot of Cabernet Sauvignon forward Bordeaux is grown. But right bank is famous for the oh so enticing when the right people are making them in the areas of Pomerol and Saint Emilion. Like so, so good. Pomerol, I think, is my personal favorite area in Bordeaux. It's mostly Merlot with a little Cab Franc, but this episode is not about Bordeaux. We're just just a toe dip. So back in the 17th century, in Libourne, aka Bordeaux, a cardinal brought cuttings of a Cab Franc vine, ostensibly, from the Loire Valley to Bordeaux. And it is supposed that there the Cab Franc crossed with Sauvignon Blanc and created Cab Sauv. But you know, I didn't fact check that. So let's just say we're thinking that's what happened and we can't go back in time. But isn't it crazy, though, that wine used to be controlled by the church? I mean, maybe I should do a whole episode on that because it blows my mind that it was like wine was a holy thing and the church like dominated that industry and all of the best vineyards were in abbeys. And all right, we're going to go deep deep, deep, deep into that world. But I think the reason we're all here, if I'm, if I can really cut to the core of it is to talk about my favorite Cabernet Franc (laughs) wines, right? No, I'm just kidding. We're here to drop knowledge and then talk about my favorite Cabernet Franc wines. Okay. The regions that you're most likely going to find the dopest Cab Franc are Loire Valley, California, various parts, specifically Sierra Foothills is really good for Cab Franc. Washington State, specifically around the gorge. Napa had a little resurgence of Cab Franc. Argentina, Bordeaux. There's more Tuscany. You're going to find Cab Franc in some of those quote unquote super Tuscans. I'm doing the air quotes. That's right. So those are just like some of the broad strokes of this is where you might run into Cab Franc. Oh, and of course, Bordeaux. But the thing you got to understand about Cabernet Franc is it's been classically identified as a blending grape. So a blending grape is one that, you know, a lot of people just don't think of it as having enough strength or pedigree or track record or ageability to stand on its own and that it's much better in chorus than doing a solo. So that's why you're going to find Cab Franc in Tuscany and Bordeaux mostly blended in. But the Loire Valley is really where Cabernet Franc comes to shine. It comes to throw down. The first time I went to the Loire Valley, and I haven't been, it's not like the first of many. I've been lucky to go, but I literally just beelined it. I was really lucky. I beelined it to what I think is the best place on the planet for Cabernet Franc. You know, I'm, I'm throwing it out there, putting it on the line. <laughs> you got all my chips. It's some more and not some more Champagne. It is some more, right? And this is an area. So if you think about the Loire Valley, it's a winemaking region that runs east to west and it bisects the middle of France and it runs kind of roughly along a river. So Samur is one area of pretty much a very expansive region. But 
there's one thing that the Loire Valley is very famous for. It has the most Cabernet Franc specific winemaking regions than anywhere else in the world. So what that means is these are areas that are identified in the AOC, the wine laws of France. And when you have that area on your label and it's a red wine, it means it has to be Cabernet Franc. It cannot be any other grape. These areas, you know, most popularly, there's some other outlying areas, but the most popular ones are Chinon, Anjou, Samor, which I beeline to, and I'll get back to my story. And the last one is Bourgogne. I feel like Bourgogne always has that barnyardy, funky Cab Franc, but that's just like totally not true. <laughs> it's just my feeling. Maybe because Bourgogne sounds like, I don't know, donkey vibes, Donkey Kong. So anyway, I fly to France, right? It was my first wine trip overseas. I flew by myself. I landed in Paris. I took a taxi to the train station, got on a train. I was literally exhausted. And, but thank God I flew Lufthansa over there, literally best airline ever. And I was going to meet up with an importer, someone who imports wine into the United States. I was the only person who was a wine buyer going uh, to meet him with other people who work on his team. And, you know, it was just like this once in a lifetime opportunity. Hell yeah, I'm going. Hell yeah, no fear. So, you know, sleep deprived, skin is oily, pimple developing all these things. But do I care? No. I step off the train in Samoa and literally get picked up and we go straight into the mother ship of Samoa, like literally drove the car into vineyards on this heightened sort of plateau mound that's in Samoa that's called the Hill of Breze. Now, Breze is not just like one vineyard. Breze is a vibe. It's epic. It's holy. It feels like something really special is happening there. And Samoa is really, really flat, except for this one mound. It's And then it plateaus at the top. So there's tons of vineyards at the top. So we go there, get out of the car, and just immediately just start tasting wines with this winemaker, Arno Lambert, who maybe some of you have had the Clos de Midi, which is one of his white wines, by the way, in Samoa, if you're having white wine, it's made from Chenin Blanc, which is like the best grape ever for white wine. It's ziplining electricity without knocking you over. It's so good. But we're in the vineyard. We have glasses. We're tasting Chenin Blanc. We're tasting Cabernet Franc. We're looking at the vines. I mean, it was just absolutely, I think I was delirious. I'm taking notes in my notebook. It was crazy. Cut to, we go back to Arno's house, which is like a chateau that he's inherited from his family. So it's like epic, right? (laughs) He's like, let me show you to your room. And it's straight up like I felt like Marie Antoinette. It was out of control and the room was completely yellow. So I passed out from being so tired and woke up to this like incredible golden glow. And this is literally what started my love affair in a very deep and sincere way with Cabernet Franc, because for the next week, I really spent a lot of time with that grape, understanding the terroir and what's happening and what makes Samor so special. What's also really cool is that area way back in the day was where a lot of troglodytes slash cave dwellers used to live. And so all of Arnaud Lambert's wine is actually aged in these caves, these natural caves that are under his estate, which is just so bomb.com. But Samoa is the shit, okay? And Cabernet Franc from Samoa in general, from my favorite producers who, 
you know, Clojard would be at the top of the heap because Clojard is literally the best example of Cabernet Franc in the world, I think. They're very expensive. So, you know, I'm not even probably going to say go get some Clojard. I would say go get it in Europe because it'll be a lot cheaper. And there's probably more of it, but it's really hard to get here. We do have some, so I'll link it if anyone's interested. But it's when I say it's the shit, I, I mean, it's capital S-H-I-T, all cap shit. It's the shit. And it doesn't smell like shit or taste like shit. It's not the barnyardy Cab Franc, which if you're that kind of person, no harm, no foul. If you like Cab Franc with a side of bread, all good. Okay, so Clovergeard's top of the heap. And then I would say it's a tie between this guy, Roland Guiberto and Arnaud Lambert. Now, when I was visiting Arnaud Lambert and his like beautiful wife in their chateau and we ate grilled sausages with mustard and grilled eggplants outside under this massive hundreds years old tree and he poured sparkling Cabernet Franc Rosé and I was like, this is perfect. This is life. I am living. For dinner that night, we went to Roland Guiberto's house and he's known, you know, as like the quote unquote bad boy of Samore. I don't know why, because he's like really nice, was wearing a hot pink sweater, made this delicious casserole and his wines are, when I say they're out of control, they're literally out of control. They are so good. It's Cabernet Franc on fleek. Like it is next level. You're not going to get any of the base level Cab Franc flavors, it ramps up so much higher than that to a level that I can't even comprehend. You just have to taste it. But it's like, it's these, you know, crushed violets, whatever that tastes like. But it's like these purpley raspberry, boysenberry fruit, a little bit of that gravel. But like, if gravel was super soigne and refined and just like, whoo, gravelly sand, like you want to put it all over your front yard and walk around in it with cool shoes and go crunch, crunch, crunch. And then like the bell pepper is not the front note. It's really just a very in the background, adding this beautiful vegetal tertiary moment. So those would be my favorite too. Okay. So some more is clearly my favorite. I would say if you want to expand out of some more, you could go to Chinon, and Olga Ruffo is a badass. You know, her single vineyard, Le Picasse. Those wines are epic. Cabernet Franc. And I couldn't go forward without mentioning my favorite winemakers from Anjou, which are the Moss family. Moss estate started by Agnes and Renee, but now passed on to their two sons who are into Wu-Tang and very handsome. But, you know, not for me, just shouting it out to anyone who's going to go take selfies with Cab Franc this summer. That is your window. I think there's also some Cabernet Franc here in California that really is crushing. Just to call out a few, Ann Colgan makes a killer Cabernet Franc. She does blend Cabernet Franc in with some of her other wines. You know, Colgan Estates is also incredibly culty, very expensive, hard to get, but those wines are absolutely mind-bendingly beautiful. Brock Sellers, Chris Brockway, year after year makes a wine called the Cuckoo made from Cabernet Franc. And it's sort of a fun, crushable, you could chill it, take on a Cab Franc. And I think it's a really fun expression, especially for California. And then, you know, kind of on the little more classic note, leaning into a Bordeaux style, Ashes and Diamonds makes pretty tasty Cabernet Franc. It's very serious and I think also is a wine that would benefit from a good amount of age. Look, we could talk about Cab Francs all day. If you want to try a Cabernet Franc blended into a Bordeaux style wine, 
I would try one of Chateau Le Puy, P-U-Y. I would try one of Chateau Le Puy's wines. There's a very inexpensive, like, entry-level one. I think it's under 20 bucks called Duc de Nave. The Duc de Nave, and it's kind of like a Bordeaux table wine. And then there's a step up, but it's going to be like a $50 step up. It's called Emilienne. And then they have some step ups from there. But that's a really cool way to taste Cab Franc blended with a little Merlot, Petit Verdot, and some Cabernet Sauvignon. Any way. Cab Franc is a thing. It's a vibe, especially coming into the tail end of winter. It's kind of the coolest red wine to hark in spring. Okay. I feel like I say that about every red wine, but it is because it's not as full-bodied as Cabernet Sauvignon, but it's not super light. It kind of strikes that perfect medium-bodied red wine balance, and it is the most epic wine with food. Just to name a few things, you could have it with, you could have it with tomato-based sauces. You know, if you're doing sort of a bouillabaisse or a ratatouille, it does work in that framework because it has this dryness, but it has these fruit notes. I think it goes well with steaks and lamb. If you want to go fish, salmon, things with green olives and mushrooms. It goes really well with cheese, like cheddar and camembert and gorgonzola. By the way, like who wants to have like a gorgonzola pasta sauce? I don't know. I saw this show and there's a gorgonzola pasta sauce. It looks so good. Am I crazy? Yes. But there's all kinds of ways to enjoy your Cabernet Franc because it's so versatile. I would recommend if you got a nice bottle, it is beneficial to decant it for about 30 minutes. You don't have to, but it just kind of gives the Cab Franc that extra je ne sais quoi that's really going to pop off. And if you want to drink it classically in the right stemware, Cabernet Franc should go in a Bordeaux glass. And if you haven't listened to my episode about glassware, well, you can go back and find it because it's very helpful. But drink in a Bordeaux glass, but if you really want to drink it out of a mason jar, you know that I am with ya. So when you buy that Clovergeard for that special occasion, decant it 30 minutes, put it in a Bordeaux glass, and I don't know, make like an epic steak with homemade fries with crumbled feta. Do something crazy. Anyway, I hope after this you have a slightly piqued curiosity into Cabernet Franc. You want to walk down that road with me? I am so excited always to give you so many recommendations for Cabernet Franc. You can always hit me up at Helen's Wines in the DMs. There's also a few of my favorite Cabernet Francs that we have in stock right now in the show notes. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to me ramble on about Cabernet Franc, but really it's too legit to quit. So I couldn't just bring it to you. I couldn't do you like that and not give you the 411 on the juicy good, good. Anyway, if you want to follow along with me for more wine news, you can go to at Helen's Wines on Instagram or check out our website, helenswines.com. I'm always throwing a Cab Franc into our wine club, which is a subscription-based service. We ship out monthly nationwide and you can become a club member at helenswines.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a Cab Francy day.